It's a great day on Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate. That's Andy King. Hey, how you doing, Chuck? I am doing sore. Oh, okay. I'm doing I'm doing good, man, but I, I, I fell on the ice yesterday. Now, I know you. It's not normally like, oh, I just fell on the ice. There's got to be a story <laughs> behind it. All right. <laughs> I happen to be in the parking lot. Yeah. Of my wife's physical therapist. <laughs> <laughs> so guess who needs physical therapy now? Oh my! Gosh. I need all kinds of therapy. Oh man! So yeah, I got her walker in the car, and uh, you know, if you've listened for a while, you probably are familiar. My wife's been on this journey, and she is doing better now. She's going to physical therapy twice a week, and we yeah. have a long road ahead of us, but we're on our way. And I. Um, yeah, got her back in the car safely, and I went to put the walker in the car, and I hit. It started snowing yesterday afternoon. Yeah, and the the roads weren't bad because I, I I actually dropped her off to therapy, and I went to Starbucks to have my own therapy. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and my therapy is a venti ice white chocolate mocha with caramel syrup, no whip, but with caramel salted caramel foam. That's my oh. therapy. Right. So, but anyway, I got so I yeah I went to. Um, I put the, the walker in a car, and then I don't know what happened. I hit a piece of ice, black ice, and both of my feet went up in the air. Like, I went full full born, man. I mean, I mean, yeah, up in the air and full born. I don't even know what that is. That's not even a word. But I was born again. <laughs> but no, my, yeah, my feet went out. I went up. I came down hard on the ground. And, um, and in fact, I feel, I still feel it in my ribs today. I didn't hit my head, so I didn't get checked out, but, um, I did have to take some ibuprofen last night and I still made it, but it, but it, but it was in the parking lot of a physical my, therapist. Of, of a physical therapist. You can't make that out. Well, at least I'm in the right place. <laughs> Joby, help me. Help. Somebody help me. Oh man. Well, uh, we've got a, a good episode today. Yeah, he is. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation, and um, and I learned some stuff too. Yeah, uh, we have Josiah Woods on, who originally was from Peoria, but is now on staff at Elevation Church in North Carolina with Steve Furtick. Steve Furtick, yeah, you might not be familiar with Elevation, or well, you probably should be if you're on iTunes. Or I mean, they're they're elevating Elevation worship is, I mean, they're at the top, man, oh, right now. They're doing well, you know. Everyone's heard the blessing, the song "The Blessing" with Kerry Job uh, and Cody Carnes. That was filmed at Elevation, and Stephen Furtick, the pastor, helped them write that song on the Thursday, and they did it live on the Sunday. Yeah, and what you heard on the Sunday is what everyone is doing now. Yeah, so incredible. Um, and also, he's been behind uh, Maverick City. Uh, you know, they went to Elevation and they did, you know, the song Gyro and Talking to Jesus. Yeah, all that. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay, Brandon. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Brandon Lake, he's on everything. Oh, he knows how to market himself. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. So, well, I, I, think, I think our guest today looks a little bit like Brandon Lake. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, me and Josiah, his dad used to work at the Dream Center. Um, Josiah was part of a lot of the Dream Center programs over the years, including Mission Peoria. So we talk a bit about that, but really, it's where God has placed him now. Yes, yeah, it's amazing. It really is, and I didn't know this, but I because I, I've never, I didn't meet him until today. Yeah, but he used to go to Peoria Christian, and he was in a chapel that I spoke at. So that's kind of a cool, yeah, cool he, thing. And he, he then nearly backslid. Then he was that. like, you know what? I have got to get. To North Carolina and listen to somebody who can preach. <laughs> oh, so why don't you sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation with Josiah Woods? This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, everyone. It's time for another conversation on Revival Town Podcast. 
Our guest today, Josiah Woods, is a programming director, video director on the Elevation Youth Creative Team at Elevation Church in North Carolina. He works alongside the programming team to help put on events like Rhythm Nights. Josiah loves being able to use his and the team's gifts to put on an experience that reaches youth who are far from Christ. At his heart, he loves filmmaking and is very passionate about using that format to give people a chance to have an intimate encounter with God. He hopes to continue down that path and keep making bigger productions and films that present the gospel to people in unique ways that are struggling in their walk with God. And he's here right now. Welcome, Josiah. How's it going, guys? Good. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain, you know? That's good. Well, let me give a bit of backstory for folks. So, Josiah, you'd be like, man, how do you get someone from Elevation to come on to Revival Town Podcast? Well, Josiah is from Peoria originally and um, went through uh, Peoria Christian School here in town. If you're listening, you know what that is. Um, but for my connection, there's been many over the years. I'm very good friends with his mom and dad. And Jeff, his dad, was on staff at Dream Center for many years as our creative director, brand manager. Um, and at that time, Josiah uh, was still in school, um, but he was a big part of a, an event that we do at the Dream Center called Mission Peoria, uh, which is a week-long missions trip uh, for students from all over the country to come. And in fact, when you moved out to California, you were still flying in to come every year to Mission Peoria. Yeah, correct. We yeah. Did, yeah. Yeah. So, so um so what I thought we would do today, that's where the connection comes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so like, you were at Peoria Christian when I spoke in chapel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's yes. definitely a few times I remember. I remember the curly hair. That's the yeah. first thing I remember. Well, both of my kids went to PCS and um, my daughter is a junior and she'll go back for her senior year. Um, she's homeschooled for the rest of this year and then going back, you know, COVID and my wife's ill yeah, and yeah. has some stuff going on, but, but I um, love PCS fact going to the <clears throat> regional basketball game tonight. Oh, yeah. look at you. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> so what we wanted to do was it wasn't, it wasn't just, we're going to get Joe Sire on, on because we know him from Peoria days, but we're really proud of what he is doing now at Elevation Church, which is um, if you're in the States, I mean, you know of Elevation Church, you know Stephen Furtick, Pastor Stephen Furtick, um, and obviously beyond the States, he's very, very well known. Um, but we just felt today it would be great to get to know Josiah um, about his journey. There's the word, Chuck. Yeah. They're always <laughs> journey. saying I use the word journey. Take us on this journey, Josiah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go ahead and unpack what it means to be at Elevation Church? <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, so why don't you tell us, because you didn't just go straight from high school to elevation. I mean, there has been a journey for you that I, I want you to unpack if, if that is good. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, journey to unpack. There you go. There's no other words. There's no other way around yeah, it. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Go yeah, for it, Joe. So, I remember growing up, like, I never really thought. I would do anything creatively because both my parents, like when you said my dad would, did a lot of creative work. My both parents were photographers. I never really thought I would get into the creative world, um, especially I'm thought I'd get into the church world. I remember, I remember probably sophomore, junior year, I remember, I remember having a conversation with my dad saying, I don't think it, I, I would never work for a church. And that's kind of like, you know, God kind of takes what you said and kind of turns it on its face. Now it's kind of him doing that. Mm. Um, but I remember, we, we can kind of start, I remember, I think it was, 2014 Mission Peoria. I remember the, the week prior, we had picked up everything and moved to California. And for me, that was like a big shock, big culture shock and kind of everything. Like I was um, leaving PCS, leaving kind of all my friends. And for me, that's kind of like when the, um, the plot kind of thickened. I feel like I from that point, I kind of turned um, – after going to Mission Pure, I flew back to California and just really felt kind of lost. Um, and it was a real struggle. I remember really kind of at that point, I remember there were there were a few pastors in, in my life that had kind of um, had affairs and kind of had things that happened that made me think like, I don't know why I'm a Christian, don't know why I believe in this stuff. And kind of really went through a whole season of like just questioning everything. Um, started saying yes to drugs, started saying like really rebelling against my parents and just kind of struggling and feeling like, not really having a community or identity or anything like that. 
And I remember <clears throat> about two years later, I was looking for schools. And by that point, I kind of fallen back in love with the idea of film. Um, I remember when I growing up as a kid, I would go on like wedding sets with my parents and like film Super 8 and stuff like that and just kind of gravitate towards that. I remember like watching movies like um, Inception and stuff like that and thinking, man, this is, I love the idea of like taking someone on a, on a, on a journey or yeah. experience. See, there you go. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> See, win him over already. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, okay, I, I want to go to film school. And it kind of like, we looked at a few schools. Um, we looked at Columbia and Chicago. Um, a good friend of mine, Seth Lowe, which you guys probably know, he yeah. went to Columbia and he was kind of talking it up. Looked at going to Full Sail in, in Florida. Um, and my parents just kind of kept like challenging me to kind of dig a little bit deeper. Like, don't settle on the first option. And randomly came up a school in England called the Met Film School out of Ealing, Ealing, London, which is in West London. And it was a six month program um, on just filmmaking. And I was like, you know what? It's a third of the price of all these other schools. I would love to go abroad for six months. Let's do it. And so at that point, like still question my faith at that point, I kind of was like, whatever. I don't really believe in it. Don't don't really want to partake in this. But there was one filmmaker in particular, his name was Solomon Lithelm. He's out of, he used to work for, for Hillsong, Australia. Now he does a lot of freelance stuff. And he was doing like some really crazy work for Hillsong and just for other Christian media outlets. And I was really just like kind of in awe of like, well, this is, I've never seen anything. Like when I think of Christian film, I think of like Gospel Bill and like the, <laughs> like the Passion of the Christ. Like these real like, like fireproof facing giants, which are in their own genre. But for me, like I had never seen anything be at the level of like creativity and trailblazing. And I, it just kind of interested me. And I kind of digged a little bit digger, deeper into Hillsong a little bit. And so when I went to London, I started attending um, church. And I felt like I had really been a, a 180 in my life. I remember the first, one of the first weeks there, um, the pastor there, Gary Clark, he preached a message on the idea of like, not putting um, your faith in man because they will, they will trust your man because they will feel like, like surely let you down. Right. And for me, that was like a big conviction because to me, I was like, dang, that's what I've been doing. Like I had these pastors, these pastors mm-hmm. that had let me down. And so I kind of shifted. And from there, I was kind of all in. I was mm-hmm. like getting, like kind of getting into it. Kind of started going back to church. I got really connected at Hillsong and it was kind of almost like a full time um volunteer there doing video work while I was also going to school at the same time. Mm. Um, I was kind of, I, I was telling my wife today, I was, I was an arm bear for them for a, like for the, the two youth pastors, Dan Black and Dan Watson. And I would carry their books around their water and just kind of like, it was, it was a little bit of a humbling season of like, okay. Um, but it was cool to just kind of get re into the gospel. I felt like reinvigorated. And for the first time I kind of felt like this was, um, something that I believed for once. It wasn't just like my parents' faith, but it was, it was my faith. Mm-hmm. I remember um, going to Hillsong Conference and um, there's a there's a guest preacher there by the name of Pastor Stephen Furtick. And that was the first time I remember hearing anything about Elevation Church or, or Stephen Furtick. Um, and I remember being at my computer working on, on a recap and I just heard this guy yelling. It's like super loud and inter- energized. I was, like, I was like, who is preaching right now? <laughs> I looked behind him and it was Pastor Steven. And that was kind of my first interaction with him. And kind of fast forward, uh, due to these the things I had, once school finished, I had to move back home, which I was not a fan of. Like, I thought for sure, like, Hillsong, London, and London was going to be my next home, was going to live there. Like, that was going to be my career. And when I came back home, kind of kind of fell back into some old patterns and old, old habits. And I remember um, listening to a sermon randomly it was like 3 a.m one night and i listened to a sermon by pastor Tim called it had to happen and it's about the story of paul when he when he crashed uh crashes on the island of malta and the idea that it had to happen and to me it was like just a new like i've never heard a sermon preach like that the idea of like it was just a, a crazy thought and the way he like deciphered the scriptures and then, then related them to like nowadays situations felt really convicted there and i applied for a job at elevation um got clean um and Within six months, I found myself at an internship with Elevation. Uh, and again, I went through another humbling season. I remember telling my mom, um, I'll definitely have a job. If I have three months to prove these guys, I'm good enough, I'll have it in a month and a half. Like, really, <laughs> just came out very arrogant, very <laughs> cocky. And it was probably, I did an internship, a six-month apprenticeship, 
in a six month contract. So that's basically a, a year and a half. And they are probably, I would say some of the toughest, toughest months of my life. Just feeling like, man, everything I'm making is not coming out. Like I want it to just like having like, I've, I've always thought I'm good at first impressions, but to elevation church, I was not. So, uh, very, I struggled. Um, I met my wife in the first few months of being at elevation. And I remember, um, I'd kind of been on a bunch of different teams at that point, And it really wasn't like a youth creative team, um, per se. And I had throughout that time met a guy named Tim Summers, um, who's now our youth pastor, um, and kind of oversees all our youth. And at that time he was in a campus, um, and was a youth director for a specific campus. And sure. so, but he helped oversaw the Instagram page. And so me and one of my other friends, we started volunteering in our extra hours of making just Instagram content. And I remember towards the end of my apprenticeship, he, he approached me and goes, Hey, um, pastor had this idea of a YouTube for our, excuse me, for our youth. Um, and I want to bring you on board. And I thought, Oh, great. This is it. I got, this is gonna be great. And the next three months were probably the, toughest three months I've ever had through working like 90 hour weeks through dealing with pride and having to crush my ego. Um, through just like, just feeling like, dang, it's me against the world. I remember being, um, in a car with, with my girlfriend, at the time, girlfriend at the time, but now my wife and just saying, babe, I can't do this. Like we're in tears. Like I can't do this. This is it. Like I'm going to pack up. Wait, let's, let's pause in, there. Was it, was it the amount of work that you were thrown at or, or the, the excellence that elevation have to try and to hit that, you know what I mean? It was a mix. It was a mixture of both because we had never really done anything like a vlog. And so in my, in my construct of like what a film or video should look like is so different than like what a David Dobrik, Logan Paul, yeah. um, Nelk boys vlog look like. So to me, um, the guy who was my boss, Tim Summers was, he, he had a little bit of a creative background, but like was a youth pastor. And so he's giving me this feedback and, you know, my pride saying, no, this is not how you do it. You need to have it like this. And so it was a, it was a certain level of excellence in the, in the idea of like how it connects to people. Sure. But in the idea of how we got it there was not the norm. And right. for me, it was like, it was like almost like a, like a wall, like, no, this is how it should happen. It has to mm-hmm. be different. And it took a while for me to kind of like, no, like who, for me to say, who cares how we get there? If the end product is with this, let's get it there. And that really was like a, a tough thing for me. And it, but I think the biggest thing was the amount of work. And so we were pumping out three vlogs a week plus Instagram content and having to work. Uh, there, was, there was consecutive weeks where I was working like 90 hour weeks. And for me, like I had never wow. um, pushed myself that hard. I thought I had coming in again, I'd say I had great work ethic, yeah. but it took me to a whole new meaning. Yeah. And, you know, looking back, I see now it's like, you know, they call it like the, the David in the, in the, in the field season where you're just, you're out there watching sheep, not only knowing what you're doing, but you're learning essential tools that's going to help you in the future. And so sure. in the moment, didn't see like that. And I remember telling my wife, like, I don't, I think I'm, I think I'm going to quit. I, I, uh, I texted the career director of election church. I said, Hey, can we get lunch? And I just told him like, Hey, I'm not feeling this, not really not loving this. He's like, just, just give it time. We'll get better. And for me, like I had never really quit anything in my life. And so I just, something inside was like, Hey, just keep, keep digging. We'll get it there. And, and it was like the next three months we had, I had finally kind of met that breakthrough of being humbled and kind of figure out what's going on and kind of got my feet planted. And from there, there was kind of no looking back. Um, <clears throat> I feel like our youth creation kind of exploded from there. Um, we've now brought on, I think we have a team of 14 that was now just two people. And so now I kind of help oversee all, um, video, I help, I help oversee all programming. Um, I mean, if you guys help oversee all the programming, sure. um, but it was a, it was a very intense season. Um, and now looking back, I'm like, I know, like we had a thing called, um, last year, well, the past two years, we've got a thing called UFX that we do. Um, but the past two years due to COVID, they've been just live streams. So the first year it was 72 hours of straight live streaming. It was, it was all programmed out. And then last year was 168 hours of, of wow. streamed program. So a full week. Wow. Um, and end up making, uh, last year we end up making about 65 videos in the span of two months. Wow. And they were high quality videos. And for me, like definitely would never have gotten there if it wasn't for the first few years yeah. of me working on YouTube content, reworking the way my mind um, kind of sees film. Um but very thankful for that for that process in that season, um, and even even up till last year, uh, last month, 
had the privilege of working on, on a video um, for our youth night called The Tragedy of the Apostle Paul, which is something that I kind of came up with. And the whole idea was it was this um, reimagining of the, the story of the Apostle Paul in modern times. Mm. And mm. didn't really think of it anything until we until we aired it. But thinking at that moment, I was like, dang, this is the same Baba character that helped me in that season when I watched it had to happen that Pastor Stephen preached. And yeah. now I have the honor and privilege of, of being able to tell the same story to our youth. And so it's really been a, a really cool full circle moment for me. But um, it's been intense. It's been it's been a struggle, but very grateful for where I'm at today and where the church and the pastor I get to serve under and the work I get to help create. That's good. That's wow. good. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, I'm sure you're glad that you didn't quit, right? You had yes. that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. you know, I had something Definitely. similar happen to me early on in, in ministry. I was working for a national youth ministry in Tulsa, and I was attending Church on the Move, which produced Gospel Bill <laughs> and uh, <laughs> back back in the day. But there was a show called Fire by Night hosted by Blaine Bartell, and then when he left, this guy named Eastman Curtis took over, and I was working working for Eastman, and he had been the youth pastor at Church on the Move before he started his own ministry. And um, I, there was just a, a real rough season where, I mean, I was young, I was still single, and um, on the road traveling throughout the United States and Canada doing youth conventions, and um, he had a national television show at the time, and um, there were some things that happened, and I almost quit. In fact, I, I did quit in my mind, and I would drive to the edge of town practice leaving. I mean, I was done, <laughs> right? And um, But I'm... Looking back now, I'm so glad that I didn't because I had so much to learn that God took me through that season and, and was shaping me and shaping my character and all of those things. And then I ended up getting to go and co-produce, co, um, co-produce 13 episodes of that television show. I was able to um, witness some things and learn some things that really God was preparing me to plant a, plant a church here that I'm still now pastoring more than 23 years later so man i commend you for for sticking it out and i'm excited to see what god's going to continue to do in you and through you because of your obedience yeah yeah and hey you know mission peoria was getting you ready for them 90 hour weeks right yeah exactly (laughs) those early mornings man remember those mornings those are are rough mornings (laughs) we know i've actually been impacted personally by by elevation it was several years ago I, I went to my wife and I f- flew out to Charlotte and went to a conference there and it was limited to just 150 people, 150 pastors. And um, I'm, I'm thinking, man, it was, it was probably 10 years ago. Maybe. I don't know how uh, elevation is. How old now? You guys just had an anniversary, didn't you? Yeah. Six, 16, 16 years. So, sure. so I think it was about 10 years ago. Um, a little more than 10 years ago though, when I was there and um, I was, you know, I got to meet Pastor Stephen, as everybody did. We stood in line and got to meet him and shake his hand and do a picture with him and, and that sort of thing. But um, what my biggest takeaway was the servant's hearts of everyone there. Like every pastor had a host. I'm still friends with my host. I mean, that's how much of an impact um, he made. I mean, an impression he made. I mean, I, I came out of one of the sessions. He had already contacted my secretary here, found out what drink I like at Starbucks, and he was standing there waiting with my Starbucks drink. He made reservations at the at P.F. Chang's for my wife and I. Um, the hostess gave us a gift at P.F. Chang's from him with a card and thanking us for being at Elevation. And, I mean, I was just blown away by the hospitality uh, of, of everyone um, and then sending us home with a, a thumb drive with man with handbooks and just the creative process of everything you guys did way way back then and um so i can't even imagine where things are at today but i was man andy personally well, let's, impacted let's so. let's talk about that what is the um cultural climate like there being on staff uh, you know i've been I, I was on staff at cross point down in nashville which is a, a larger church um and, and what hit me the most with a lot of these larger churches is culture is everything, yeah. right? When, when you've got a smaller church, sometimes everyone's doing everything, so the culture can get a little bit um, lost. Um, but when you start getting to some of these bigger churches, that's what you live and breathe by, right? Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, I remember I came down for a preview weekend, which is kind of the idea of like, it's basically like a weekend job interview. Um, and 
felt the same thing like man the the amount of because i came from hillsong which i thought was like an amazing church and 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 had great things great culture but when i came to elevation the culture was just so different and so almost like intoxicated like what like what is this what are y'all drinking like what i I need to get (laughs) involved with this and like the level of excellence and the thought that goes into things i think really is like um what like sits apart and the reason why I feel like I want, I, I feel led to work here um, is it's like, even with the smallest things of like, we name each, co- each like meeting room with a certain name that has a certain part of our history. Um, and we call it like the last 10% of like that last 10% of excellence. Like mm. um, pastor talks about it. Um, when he was a young, a young boy, his pastor asked him to get um, some, some hot dogs and stuff for an after church lunch. And the normal 90% would be the you know, my hot dogs, my um, my bread, the meat, the ketchup, the mustard. But the extra 10% would be, do you have your plates? Do your napkins? Do you have a vegetarian option? Do you have um, mm. uh, sides? Do you have um, stuff to pick it up? Where's it like, and that, like, that is where we kind of put like that last 10%. Yeah. And I think the real thing of like why Elevation is so successful is just the vision that comes from pastor. And the idea that vision leaks. And so, you know, the same idea, like when Jesus performed the miracle with, with the oil and with pouring the oil into the jars. And as soon as the jars stopped, the oil stopped. And so the idea of like, mm. are you constantly giving vision? Is it constantly leaking out? Because um, when you stop giving it, it stops. People stop taking on to it and grabbing on to it. But people have ca- caught on to Pastor Stephen's vision so much. And they and it's become like their own MO. It's yeah. become their own. We call it a why here. Like, what's your why? At the end of the day, when you wake up at mm. 6 a.m. and you don't want to preach another sermon, you don't want to get drive to work, what's that why yeah. that's like, no, this is why I'm here to do this. And yeah. so I think Pastor does a great job of uh, setting the right people in leadership, um, setting up with phenomenal teachings every weekend um, and within the sermons on Sundays, within within our staff meetings. And then even like, like my boss, Tim Summers, like, He's done such a good job of like, you know, cascading leadership to where I'm still getting vision um, from my boss um, and being cast in vision and knowing like, this is why we're here. And so like, I know when we first came in, um, we, we kind of expanded our team to a youth team to more than just me and Tim. We came in and he had the vision, he had the mission, he had the why of why we're doing this. So at any point, you know, why am I doing this video? Oh, let me think back to our vision and why we're doing this. Okay, yeah. now it makes sense. And it helps too just with the extra 10% of like, okay, is this video achieving what we're trying to set out to do? It actually isn't. So let's cut right. it and let's go back to the drawing board. Let's refigure it out. That's good. Um, but there's, there's just something about the culture here. And I think that really is why it's so like, people just want to be a part of it. It's contagious. Um, like anytime we have to do something like, like an inside elevation or we just been this past year called Leader Advance for our for youth pastors around the world and for our own youth leaders and it's the same the same heart pastor steven and pastor holly of like let's bring people in let's love on them let's send them back out because it's not it's not just us and other churches we're all one church all sure. trying to achieve the same goal and for us it's just it's to, it's to see people far from christ be raised to life yeah in jesus you know and so i think i don't know if i answered your question but yeah that, that, no yeah that's no that, so, that's good that's good one, one of the um you know staff values that we have at dream center is fill it to the brim and the whole concept of it's easy to fill it halfway or or two-thirds of the way but if you fill it to the brim then god can bring the overflow but you've got to bring your best all the way to that brim um so that's from environments to uh you know with mission peoria where people are going to sleep where they're going to eat What's the welcome like? How do we get everyone through things, getting mm. onto buses right? Like that whole thinking everything. Th- and I think the church has been terrible at this for years. Um, mm. That's not to slam or throw churches under the bus. Yeah, but, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> but just the detail, I, you know, me and Chuck yeah. were talking just a week ago. Church starts actually at the road, right? Mm. What what is the experience like from the road when people pull in the all lot. the way to the platform and then beyond, right? Yeah. So, you know, that whole, okay, how do we fill it to the brim? How do you take it beyond what would the norm be? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's so, so crucial. Um, now, flipping gears a bit, 
that you're not the only Illinois guy on staff, right? There is a, a guy called. We jo- actually have quite. We have quite a few. Oh, do I you? actually just found two other people from Illinois. Oh, that man. one of them's Matt Hemley, who also went to Northwoods. Okay. Um, and then another guy named Jared Olson. I'm sure there's a few more, but he's from Springfield, Illinois. Wow. Um, but there are two guys on our staff from Rockford as well. Yeah. So John Rush is someone I followed for years. He was the the worship pastor at a uh, youth pastor at a big church in Rockford, Illinois. Mm-hmm. He's now with you guys. Do you get to work with him a lot, or are you still really yeah. with Tim? Or how, how does that all work? Yeah. So everything. Um, he's what we would call a youth director, um, which is basically our youth pastor, um, for a specific campus. And so we help, um, them a lot with like at the Valentine, which is the campus he works at has a youth night creating assets for him. But the cool thing about John, he also helps oversee our gaming stuff. So he helps oversee Twitch and helps with our new thing we're starting, which is discord, mm-hmm. um, which is a really thing we're really excited about and kind of trying to push now. Um, but yes, we work a lot with John, John, John staff, I think for, little over two years now okay uh, but came in had the illinois fire excited yeah um, i'm not sure if you guys are about the enneagram but me and john are both enneagram three wing four so we're very alike in the idea of achievement first um yeah. but yeah john's a great guy and we definitely um even yesterday we were, we were working on stuff with him for one of the uh, twitch uh tournaments we were putting on last night okay let's let's pause here because there's probably a whole crowd that are like he's mentioned twitch twice in the last 30 seconds can you open that world a little bit for us my 14 year old son would perk up right now i'm sure when he's listening that's going to get his attention twitch wait what yeah so twitch is a cool thing that we've been on since covid hit we had kind of talking about it a little bit beforehand um but when covid hit to us it was like it's game on. Like a lot, we feel like a lot of people are kind of like, oh, well, we can't do anything. We're going to cancel our, our conference and do this stuff. But for us, we went from posting three times on Instagram to seven times a day. We went from having maybe one, one IG live uh, a week or month to let's go live every day. The idea was like these youth are going to be in their house sitting, having actually a lot they could do. Why not want them to be, let's go to church or let's, let's have an encounter with Christ in my living room or my bedroom. So one of the ways that John and, and uh, me and John had, had a conversation of like, what, like let's get Twitch, let's get, let's get it going. Uh, and so Twitch is basically like a live stream for video games. So someone can get on and stream um, Call of Duty, Fortnite, 2K, like any of the games. Uh, and it creates a community so that we have a legit community of people that I've not even met. That We have, we have this really cool story of one of our uh, campus pastors, um, his nephew, I believe, who lives in Hawaii was able to come to YouthX, our, our summer camp, and he found out about it from Twitch. Wow. He saw Elvis was streaming. I think it was Fortnite. And got involved. He actually helped. He actually won one of the tournaments. Um, and our CP was saying how much like he wasn't really about church or anything like that. Um, and we've heard countless stories of like people that you know you would never would see in a church or never thought would wow. be a church have. The idea is, is, it, is it, it's an access point. So yeah. for us, we want to create as many access points as we can, you know, because right. not everyone wants to get on Facebook. You know, we know Facebook's a, a specific uh, type of person. So for us, it's creating more access points. And so that's why we, that's why we are on, on TikTok. That's why we're on Discord, because there's different people on each of these apps. And so the goal of Twitch is to find that that, that person that's in, in, in love with games, but also has a relationship with Christ. And we can, we can merge those two and create a great community um, while we're playing Fortnite, you know? Wow, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's so cool. That's really good. So let me ask this question. Um, you you mentioned you went to seven times a day posting on Instagram and once, once a day going live. Are you guys still keeping that up or or have you gone down a bit? So it changes. All, it changes constantly changing, um, whether it be in, in the season we're in or what the data is telling us. Um, right mm-hmm. now we're posting a few times a day. I wouldn't say seven. Um, it got to a point where we felt our stuff's kind of becoming white noise yeah. and we're not getting the same engagement we were at first. Also, we're not in, we're not in house arrest anymore. The pandemic's kind of coming to a, a slow release. And so um, we probably changed it like five times. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor talks about the idea of like always reinventing yourself and the idea yeah. of like, can you reinvent, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you see like all of these tech companies and like stars, you see like, like some of like these crazy like uh, Charlie D'Amelio is a good example. Like she was huge on TikTok, 
uh, big became the most followed person on TikTok, but it's kind of since then kind of trickled. Kind of you don't really hear much about her. Right. But then you have someone like David Dobrik, who was a huge Vine star, which basically was TikTok before TikTok. And then once uh, Vine died, he changed his format. He reinvented himself into, into mm. YouTube and then became a massive YouTuber. So they do sure. like always be reinventing yourself. And so we're always kind of looking back mm. and kind of reevaluating, like, is this, is this doing what we're trying to do? And if not, let's change it. And so whether it be on our YouTube, our TikTok, our Instagram, um, Facebook, Discord, we're always trying to like figure out, okay, let's reevaluate. Um, we literally had a meeting like two weeks ago and kind of like rethought through things. Um, we're getting ready to amp up towards like a, a summer event. And so like, okay, let's, let's, let's reevaluate what we're doing on, on Instagram. And so right now we're posting the goal is to post one to three times a day, um, every day. Okay. What, what is the, that Instagram account? What's the URL or the, the handle elevation, elevation youth, YTH. Okay. All, all right, right. All right. Cool. Check, check that out. So can you take us a little bit through the creative process? And is it the same process for youth as it is for um, adults? Do you guys have similar? Um, I'm sure there's probably some things that are in place, but when it comes to creativity, are you um, are allowed to do your own thing or is it pretty much the same process? Yeah, so it kind of differs on teams. It's kind of up to them and what they decide to do. Um, but for our team, it kind of always starts with the vision. Uh, I kind of have this Instagram called Arc. So whenever I create a video, um, I, I create an Arc. So the A stands for analyze. So for us, I always want to analyze like what we're talking about. So for us, we have a catalog that we release every month for our e-groups, which is basically like a small group that each week kind of talks to a different topic, all about the same topic, but like goes into different levels of that topic. So for me, I always start there. And I analyze it and kind of think, how can I, um, what we, what are we trying to get at? And so we had, I go, we, in uh, last August, we had this idea. Um, we were talking about, for us, we always want to teach our youth to have an audacious faith, be honoring and be gen- and have generosity. And so we were kind of going to the idea of faith. And so I realized in the catalog, we talked a lot about Bible characters like, um, Moses, um, Abraham and Isaac, um, I'm forgetting them now, but we went into a bunch of like yeah. different characters and she and our person who writes the calendar, her name's Ashley. She kept talking about having even if faith. And so to me, I was like, dang, I like that. Even if. And so then the next part of arc is R, which is reimagine. So reimagine how you could tell this story. So like, you know, a lot of times the Bible stories have been told so many times. Um, like the idea that we have the apostle Paul video was like, okay, I want to reimagine how people see Paul. And so we had Paul start out like a drug dealer, you know, a, na- a man of the neighborhood, well, respected, but also fear like Paul was. And when he went to, and then the idea of like he was had a, had a life changing moment and the idea of you see Paul in, um, in prison preaching. So at that time I was watching a lot of this series called the mayor of Kingstown. And it's all about this prison, prison, uh, these prisons in this town. Uh, and I loved the imagery. I was like, man, what if we put Paul, I want to see Paul in there. Mm. And so I, I, we had to reimagine the story. Sure. And then I'm honestly forgetting what C is. I have it, right, I have it written down. Um, one second. Are you good? That's good that yeah, you yeah. took something like the prison that yeah. you were watching on TV and to be able to bring that feel into <clears throat> it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can get back to that. Um, but I first went C, which stands for collaborate. And so Pastor talks a lot about collaboration. The idea of collab- like the amount of ideas I've had that I've thought been great. And then my boss, Tim, or one of the guys on our team, Evan, has like taken that and then like, well, what if you did it like this? What if you should like that? Um, and then it becomes so much bigger than us. I feel like God's created us to be, you know, for relationships. And I feel like creativity is the same way. It's it's not meant to be a single soul person, but it's meant to be shared with others. And, you know, the same idea of like one strand is, is easy to break, but when you time three together, it's a lot harder. So the idea is like, one person come up with a great idea. But you got three people on it, all with the same vision and why it became a lot stronger. Um, and so the idea of collaborate. And so usually that's how our process starts. Sure. Uh, but getting back to like the the ema- like the reimagine when you're talking about the prison, like we call it the art of capture is what we call it. And the idea of like uh, you're always like intaking stuff. Um, you're always like, you know, and the idea too is like it's always like it's always weird before it's cool, you know, like when uh, Kanye West first came out with like these, these dad shoes, everyone made fun of them. But now you see all these youth wearing them. Yeah. yeah. And so for us, it's like, um, um, I can't remember what book it is, it's in, but there's, there's a book where it talks about Nike. 
when they were coming up with the idea of their new fly net pattern, they started looking at leaves and how leaves would um, their fibers or whatever you call them would like blend together. Mm. And that's what gave them the inspiration for the new fly net pattern and how it was sewn. And so how many shoe companies do you think look at leaves for like their patterns? Not many. (laughs) Right. And so for us, it's a challenge of like, where are we taking our inspiration from? If we're all getting inspired by Sunday service or the same person, it's all going to sort of blend together. Would you see, I feel you see a lot of churches do, Um, you know, they'll kind of be like, oh, choirs are in. All right, let's all have a choir. Yeah. Uh, But they did like, let's go a step further. Like um, our pastor calls it the second, the second metric of like that next level. Yeah. Um, and the idea of like let's let's go another level deep. So are you looking like what like a big thing for us is like let's ask youth what they're into. Like what are they looking at? Um, and for us, like a lot of times, like it looks a little bit weird. Like I I don't like it, but I kind of like it at the same time. Like, yeah, I don't know yeah. what this is. Yeah. Um, and like we've been made fun of a ton. Like we were made fun of when we did start doing vlogs. Like this is not like what is this? This is dumb. And looking back, a lot of it was dumb. But there were little <laughs> bright spots. They're like, okay, that be that right there. That's what we need more of. That made connection. That made community. Yeah. Um, we come up with this like this weird branding for our summer camp in 2020, and the idea is like when you see what God sees, and so the idea of like um, our designer got in and basically like he had like little like little kids like five year old kids draw uh, sh- uh, shapes of animals, mm. and that was like our branding. It was a super weird, and we were made fun of, but you see little parts of that now within our whole church. Kind of like they've kind of taken that mm. and kind of built on top of that. Take yeah. little parts they liked about it, and so the idea of like just like it's weird before it's cool and so the idea of like yeah. you always gotta be like capturing it and like there's that there's that part of your mind that's always like has to be on a little bit of like yeah. you know you see a lot of times like with like meme pages like they'll, they'll watch the Super Bowl and you'll see a meme about the Super Bowl and it's just because they just had that mind of that part of their mind kind of on like oh that's actually kind of funny what about that meant that a meme and so for us it's kind of like we're, we're always like I love trying it. to get inspired by things um, that a lot of people maybe not look at, you know, so one of them was like, maybe it was, a, it was a show about being in prison and that kind of was inspired Paul, but um, yeah, they are the captures that we call it. You know, this, this is funny. Um, so, uh, and, and Joe, sorry, I know, you know, this, but my boys are, are both out uh, in LA, uh, both go to mosaic church uh, and Ethan is on the creative team at mosaic before he, um, and he won't mind me sharing this, but before he, got out to LA he was working remotely from Peoria and at the time they were working on uh, Pastor Urban McManus's new book The Genius of Jesus and so they wanted to send this box uh, out to you know people so they'd read it you know Pastor Stephen or yeah, Craig it's Rochelle called, it's got, actually called an influencer box yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh look at yeah. you yeah. wow yeah. Yeah. yeah so so um so he's got to come up with something right and this is probably one of his first things and it's not just him collaboration is massive at mosaic but they wanted to create this box that would be really unique and we were sitting at home and we were watching wimbledon the tennis which has a very like royal type of brand right it's you know the queen goes there and everything else and we saw them opening this box and it had like the wimbledon seal on the tissue and ethan's like that's it. We, we've got to create. So, so when they open, it feels like not just another book release. Yeah. Like, whoa, yeah. what is this? And it was mm-hmm. cr- great for me from that sitting on the couch to three or four months later, seeing people like Rich Wilkerson Jr. opening these boxes up on Instagram. And there's that tissue with the genius of genius, uh, Jesus of Genius of Jesus, Jesus Brandon and the seal in and a tennis ball. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. But yes. but you're absolutely right. Looking and seeing what is going on culturally that could be cool. And you're right. Some There's some things we've done at Mission Peoria, for instance, over the years. We're like, man, we're not doing that again. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you don't know yeah. unless you give it a, a shot. But I, I love yeah. that. You, you're creating culture. Right. You know what I mean? Stepping out, doing new things, whatever it takes. And obviously, some things work, some things don't. But you don't know unless you get out there and do it. And there's so many people that just sit on the sidelines and never do anything. and they Or, or they just keep doing the same old thing over and over yeah. and over again. They get stale. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving hearing this. Yeah. So. yeah how, we have a, yeah, no, go
Pastor Furtick as a say on some of the creative, because he's a cr- creative genius as well, especially when it yeah. comes to music and writing. I mean, he was, you know, he, wrote, yeah. he wrote the the blessing with Cody and Kerry Job. Um, so very creative. The whole place is creative. Yeah. Does he have any say in that? Obviously, yeah. not so much probably with the youth, but as a whole. Yeah, um, yeah. Patrick, probably one of the most creative people I've ever met. Just from like concepting to songwriting, like people don't understand how much he actually like. He has a hand in every song that comes out of Elevation. Um, and Pastor has had to kind of take a little, not a step back, but had has kind of have to. You know, um, Jeff Bezos talks about the idea of like he has to make not a ton of decisions, but few decisions that all have a. If he makes them wrong, it could cost five million dollars. He makes it right, it could cost five million dollars. So Pastor has had to kind of had to like prioritize his decisions. So he definitely gets involved a lot with the creativity on some things. Like, um, um, but for him, he's had to take a little bit of a step back and focus more. Like, you know, is a video that plays in an experience, or is that second lyric in blessing that it's going to be sung throughout gener- throughout years and years which one should take my time. And so there's definitely part times where he does get involved. Like he's very involved with the elevation worship, um, with giving ideas like the, like the old church basement, um, cover was his idea. Um, and so he definitely gets involved wow. a lot. Um, I think pastors kind of come, come to season where he's able to give feedback on things like he'll, he'll text Tim or text, um, something like this, this is great. Or I would change this or I would do this. And so, um, but anytime he kind of opens his mouth, it's just like, you're just pages of notes of like, Oh my gosh, that's great. Why didn't I think of that? Like there's something that we did for our staff meeting. Um, it was, um, in October and it, the whole month was uh, October, like pastor appreciation month. Um, and so we created this video for pastor. Um, uh, and I kind of had the, I had the idea of what I wanted to do and I kind of, I just liked it. I didn't know why I liked it, but I liked it. And then after pastor came and kind of explained why that was so impactful. And then it's like, Oh, there's the light bulb. That's why it was, it was so great. And so yeah. he definitely at times will kind of come in and kind of interject and kind of give like his opinion or give his idea, uh, which is always great. Uh, but he's kind of had to take a step back and really kind of have to focus on, on, you know, to, to, to get, get to, get to give up something to go a little bit deeper. And so, you know, a lot of pastors, like even with Pastor Steve, like if you look at like five years ago, he said a lot more jokes in like his sermons. And now he's like had to give up those jokes to go deeper into his, into his scripture. And so mm. there's been certain things he said, he's had to give up and he's, he used to watch um, every video that I played in the experience. He used to watch everything that would go in the experience. And he's had to realize like, I need to put people in positions that can approve this, that I trust. And I need to focus on songs. I need to focus on sermons. I need to focus on this book, whatever it may be. And so it's kind of a yes and no. He does, he does yeah. get involved, but I would say, um, for the most, especially with you, for the most part, he's pretty, pretty uh, remote. That's good. That's good. Wow. Yeah, because you always think, you know, when you see something like Elevation Church and all these other churches, how much the senior leader is involved and how much he trusts the team. And, you know, working very... Got to be a good balance. Yeah, talking with Ethan a lot with, with Mosaic, you know, Pastor Irwin trusts that team, right? He wouldn't have them in the positions... Um, and, and yet, you know, I'm obviously Aaron, his son is, is very close to Irwin. So, uh, I'm sure if there's something not going on, they're talking, but, uh, they've, they've really been able to trust the team. And I, I was just, you're always, you know, always thinking how involved, how not involved are they? And again, that comes down to trust in the team, which is, which is really good. Well, right. Josiah, we we have loved having you on and I know there's a lot of creatives that are listening um, and maybe struggling, right? Especially with what you talked about earlier, trying to find your groove, trying to find, Mm -hmm. even if this church thing is what you were meant to do. um, Would you be so kind to pray just for folks that may be listening um, to just try and help them out a little? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, let's, right. get, let's get into it. Father, we just we just thank you for the opportunity to come in today and just talk and just conversate um, about you at the end of the day. You know, creativity is, is created by you, made from you. You um, created this earth, you created us. And so we just thank you for the privilege to come and talk. Um, and we just, you know, anyone that's right now struggling with, you know, feeling maybe not not up to it or maybe feeling not worthy or maybe not feeling like they have it, they have it in them, um, we just ask that you would just place a note on our heart, place a, 
it's a, a maybe a whisper of encouragement or hope of peace and that you created them to be enough. You created them to create what you um, need. And we ask that you just um, the people that may be struggling or not knowing what to do, like just, you know, keep grinding, keep at it. Um, and we ask that, you know, you just um, speak to them and they don't, you know, out, they leave the politics out of it. They leave the voices out of it. They leave the fear of, out of it. They leave, you know, all the things that you haven't created out of it. And we ask that you um, <clears throat> just really lift them up. They feel encouraged. They feel loved. Um, we know the creatives can be a very temperamental person that <laughs> we need. Yeah. We're very needy, um, but we just thank you for today. We thank you for the gifts that you've given us. Um, that we're able to use it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Josiah. Josiah, how can people connect with you? If they want to follow you on Instagram or the youth, I know you mentioned the Elevation Youth, but can you just go through those again? Yeah, so my Instagram is uh, J-S-I-W-O-O. And then I have a link tree in there that has my Vimeo and other things that I do in there. Um, but yeah, I'm always responding to DMs, if, you know, anyone that has like any uh, questions with them, I'm always responding, you know, maybe a zoom call here and there people, if they have more questions. Um, but yeah, my Instagram's on there. I, I post quite a bit of our work on there. And then yeah, our youth accounts, um, I said the IG and the same thing. We've, we have a link tree in that, that has our Instagram and everything else. And so usually anything I'm creating to be on one of those two pages. And so right. that's how you'd probably get connected with me on there. Great. Well, we are going to go into the big three, big three questions, right? People are wanting to know, so uh, you want me to start? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Here we go. Um, Pastor Stephen Furtick, amazing preacher. Who else do you love to hear preach? That's a good one. And it doesn't have to be elevation. It could be, you know, yeah, anywhere. Yeah, I feel like my gut's, my gut's saying some elevation, but let me think. Oh, uh, T.D. Bishop Jakes, I'd say mm. he'd be the next person. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I know I our pastor what, loves him. Yes, I mean, you guys have had him several times. Um, Yeah. In fact, it was, um, it's been a couple years ago, but there was a message, a a night where TD was there at Elevation, and it impacted me in a huge way. I laid, it was about three years ago, I I laid in bed and just, I actually cried listening to this message. I was at a place where I needed it, and it just filled me up, and it was so good to see them go back and forth. It just, man, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay, Chuck, come on. Give us the next one. All right. Okay. Um, What is one sermon series, whether it's youth or whether it is um, Stephen Furtick, what's one series that stands out above the rest for you? There's so many. Um, (laughs) There's there's a lot that come to mind. Um, There's one that... Hey, I'm, I'm just, I'm doing two right now. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think there's so, literally, there's so many good ones. I would probably say, I remember there's one summer I go back to a lot. Um, when I'm kind of feeling, um, a little bit weary or just tired or not feeling like I have what it takes. And it was a, um, sermon out of the ser- sermon series gates of change. Mm. And one of the sermons he talks about, um, the idea of get, get back in the gate. Um, and the idea of after Absalom died, David was weeping and the idea of like, get and the, uh, his counselor kept him and said, you have to get back in the gate and the idea of like getting, getting back in the game. Pastor tells, says it brilliantly and kind of yeah. gets into the idea. And every time I, I hear that sermon, I get recharged up and feel, um, really good. So I'd probably say gates of change. I think it was a 2018 sermon series. Um, it's on our, it's on the Elevation church YouTube, but it's really good stuff in there. All right, really. man. Cool. Okay. So you're a filmmaker. What films have impressed you lately? <laughs> and it can be a, it can be a Netflix like binge, you know, because some of these okay. series yeah. are just yeah. as good as a film. I mean, yeah. I know you just, I mean, you're a few years late, but you just got out of Outer Banks. I just finished it. I watched it via VidAngel. Um, um, a lot of profanity. <laughs> That's one of the. I think one of the greatest series though I've I've seen. I mean, I was just all in, like all in. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. What? Ah, uh, uh, dang. There's, there's. I've definitely seen a few. I'd probably say, as far as like series go, I've really been into Yellowstone as of late. But from like, that's more just like of like a story like fan. But as a filmmaker and creative, I'd probably say the best 
thing I've seen recently was Dune. Um, mm. Denis Villeneuve directed that one. Um, and just the way he's able to take these epic sci-fi novels and put onto a screen and it look amazing. And I always love seeing like where they get their inspiration from. And they, they posted a video of all like the frames that the, the DP, I can't remember his name, um, by following on Instagram, they showed like all like these frames from like Apocalypse Now, Space Odyssey, all like these old movies that they, ins- they were inspired from. And they're able to take that and make this huge grand scale. Hans Zimmer did the, did the music on it, which is he's phenomenal. And so yeah. I'd probably say that one's probably been the one I've been impacted by the most or the most inspired from recently. And do you find it hard to watch a movie now because you're trying to break it down? Uh, at times, I feel like I, I feel I feel that way in church a lot. Like I'll watch like a POV, yeah. something that I do, or like a, a testimony or a, a short film, um, and I'll I'll try to break it down. I feel like with those with the big grand scale epic films, not so much. I feel like there are times where I'm, where I'm able to see like these like there's like little tricks you get taught of like how they film it to where you kind of know like sometimes it'll be like this big reveal and I'll kind of have figured it out by then. Yeah, uh, but in a day, no. I, I just love watching movies, so um, I kind of it's kind of it's a good way for me to get energized. We talk about the idea of being, getting energized at church and um, being intentional with your time off, yeah. and the idea of like do something that energizes you. And so, for some people, it might be going walking. Some people might be on Pinterest. Some people might be cooking. Right. Um, but one of mine is like, I just love watching uh, good movies. So it's kind of a way for me to kind of reset and get excited and get inspired. Yeah, I. I drive my wife crazy when we go to church or visit churches or, you know, out of town, going places because my creative mind is critiquing is how hey <laughs> we they they could have done this better or man how did they yeah. do that or so it is hard sometimes for me to just you know like step back and yeah. just enjoy it. Def- it definitely is a challenge too, like even in worship, like having like just shut my, shut my mind off, like okay, just be still, be here, don't like be in the moment. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it's something I've not, have not perfected it yet. Like I say with my wife, she'll get really annoyed. for like whisper in her ear, be like, um, and so it definitely is a, is a talent I've not yet mastered, but it is a, it is a struggle for people that work in this industry. Like, we you know, like we'll kind of critique it and kind of de- de- deconstruct it. Um, yeah. and stuff to kind of be like, no, what, what is God trying to tell me in this, in this moment, in this, in this worship set? Well, Josiah, we want to thank you for coming on revival town podcast today. I know, people especially the creatives are going to absolutely love this and uh who knows down the road we'll get you back on i I was just thinking i don't know if we could ever pull this off but how cool it would be to get josiah ethan who's at mosaic perhaps drew powell from cross point and we do this type of inter-church type of creative session that could be cool so yeah we'll we'll, we'll try and work on that i think that'd be pretty cool but uh, a a panel of creativity yeah but thank you so much thank you so much for being on and uh and please folks that are listening make sure you're checking out josiah's work and and everything that's going on at elevation thanks so much josiah awesome thank you guys for having me been yeah thank you for coming on thanks well, what do you think, man? Oh, man, that was good. I mean, I, I love anything creative, and I love anything about finding behind the scenes and stuff. I yeah, just love all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're all things creative. Well, we, we had coffee a couple weeks ago, and I yeah. sat down and said, hey, I, I want to talk to you about some, some creative church stuff because you're the man, you know? And, I uh, just like doing that stuff, man, you know? Yeah, well, I loved what he shared. What's, what's your why? Why are we? Why are we doing this? Why am I doing this? Why are we doing this? I, I enjoyed the final ten percent, um, man. Reimagine, collaborate, the art of capture. So much good stuff there. Yeah. So thank you, Josiah. It's great. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, it's great, great time. And and speaking of thank you, yeah, I, I need to thank a fan of Revival Town podcast, Susan Woodkey. Check this out. Look what I'm holding here. Whoa! This is a package fan mail. Yes, fan mail. This is a package addressed to Chuck and Andy, Revival Town Podcast, Care of Rock Church, our address. So I'm going to throw it to you and let you open it. Are you sure? Yeah, you open it. Let's- All right. Okay, here we go. All right. So yeah, we'll always take fan mail or hey. fan gifts. Come on. Come on. Just we check want- it. Just go to Rock yeah, Church. Yeah, this isn't a letter. This is a package. Okay. What's in it? Well, I don't know. You didn't give me any oh, scissors. I, I, I should have gave you a knife to open that thing. Okay, sorry. Uh, can you sing a song or something while I did? No, yeah. don't, don't, don't. I was talking to Jesus. 
<laughs> for the rest of my life. Oh man, I tell you, we're going to be here for about ten hours. Hold on. All right. Good job, you, you, Susan. You, 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 know, you, Susan. you wanted to make sure that the mailman didn't get into this. Well, Susan is. Oh, uh, oh what's okay. It? Hold on. There's a letter. Oh, 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 it's a long letter. I don't know if we can. Do you, do you want to read it? You want me? Well, to, I, uh, you, all right. You, yeah, you open the or package. Should we, or should we yeah. just go for it? All right, yeah, dear, dear Chuck and Andy, I uh, just want to say that Chuck, you should probably get a different co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> we, wow. oh, wait, no, no, oh, I read that wrong. Andy, you yeah, should get yeah. a new co-host. Yeah. Um, we have here some Christmas crackers. Check that out. Christmas Susan, crackers. Thank you. Thank you. Because remember, I was having trouble trying to explain it. Yes. So yes, she went out and bought some. So uh, shall we, shall we get them a ship from England? Shall we give it a shot? Yeah. All right. We're going right. to pull it on the count of three. One, two, two three. three. Oh! Oh, pull, pull that. It didn't pop. Pull, uh, no, go, go to the end. The end. Don't pull that. There's nothing in it. No, come here. Come uh, here. Okay. Oh, you, come you here. Do look, it. Look, watch, watch, watch. Okay, okay. Oh, I didn't notice that. So, uh, let's see now. Are you guys remember those little 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 um, things you had when your kids called snaps? You throw them on the ground, they like pop. That's what these have in it. So, so there's a hat. Uh, let's okay. see. We got a. This is why we. If you want Revival Town Podcast to go video, you might want to let us know. Right now we're audio only, but maybe hey, here's the, need to see this. His, <laughs> man, that must be for a small yeah, person. Okay. Okay. What did Santa say to the smoker? What did Santa say? To the smoker. Um, if you don't put that out, I'm going to call the plod. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Please don't smoke. It's bad for my elf. Oh. It's a, it's a, it's a, oh, my goodness. So we've got four, three more crackers. I think we should keep them for Christmas next year. Yeah, let's let's keep them. In, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll use it or even use them in forthcoming podcast episodes. episodes. That's it. If we need a bit of a bang. Yes. That's what we'll do. Well, thank you so much, Susan. We really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Oh man, that, that was uh, that was definitely uh, worth opening and uh, trying to just see Chuck trying to pull the actual banger in there. That was funny. And we also got a paperclip in there as well. That's pretty cool. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so, so they, thank you, you, Susan. You can put all your money in that. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you you know what's next, don't you? Is made. Oh, Let's here do we it. go. So, um, I got a good one today. All right. Okay. Um, let me try and put this into context. Um, I had to put a plaster on it. You have to put a plaster on it? Yeah. You got to put a plaster on it. I had to put a plaster on it. Um, you had to put a lid on it. You were maybe discussing too much information, so you had to put a plaster on it. Uh, no, no, no. You want to no. give it another shot? Yeah, that's uh, give me another. Um, uh, no, I think I'll stick with just. Okay, I had okay, to put okay. a plaster okay. on it. Put a plaster. Okay. How about um, I had to put a like a bandage on it, like a like a band aid. Yeah, oh, really? look at that! Wow. So a plaster in England is a band aid. Okay. Yeah. So, so I was opening this Christmas cracker and I burnt my finger and I had to go get a plaster. A plaster. How's okay. that? Hey, that's another hey, one you hey. could use. Oh, there, I'm going to use them. That'd be another good T-shirt, like like a picture of a band aid, but it says plaster on it. Yeah. So yeah, then you plaster yeah. pasta. There you plaster, go. Plaster plaster in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, for those who are like, what did they just do? We do this event, this thing called Tate and His Mate, and Chuck has to guess an English word phrase. Um, something slang. What's, something what's the word? Slang. What, no, what's the word you use? The rhyming cockney slang. <laughs> it's so funny because when you do that, you go into this old like elf type. <laughs> Wait, let me climb out of my hole because I'm the very ugly snake. It's kind of like a, yeah, like, 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 like a drunk golem. Uh, <laughs> my, my precious, oh, my no. Christmas cracker. Oh my gosh. Oh well, guys, thank you so much for listening again this week. 
We appreciate it. Susan, thank you for the gift. Hey, we'll take gifts all day long. Hey. We're not afraid to ask for them. No, no. And um, thank you for um, spreading the word about the podcast. We do it for you. And um, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Tell, tell us who you want us to interview. Yeah. Let yeah. us know. Email us or go to our website. You can actually leave a voice message. Yeah. Um, find us on social media. Go to, go to our merch store. Maybe tag yourself with a Revival Town podcast hat or something. I don't yeah. know. I know, but... Um, and we say this all the time. This helps us go to Apple Podcast, give us a rating or a review. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for listening. And we will be back again next week. Thanks again. Chuck, love doing it. Speak to you soon. Likewise. Thank you for listening to this episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to RevivalTownPodcast.com.